morning, and if you're watching online, we want to say welcome to you as well. It's good to be in God's house at this time. And Father, we're so grateful and thankful for this opportunity to worship you, to praise your name, to hear your word, to experience your power. Lord, we just love you. We adore you and we honor you in this place. You are welcome here, Lord, to do what only you can do. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for taking the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Oh, I'm so grateful that the grave couldn't hold you down. Death couldn't stop you. Death couldn't hold you. Death couldn't keep you. Glory to God. exciting, glorious, wonderful day. I don't even have adjectives to describe this day. Amen? But not only is he alive, he's alive in you. Amen? Hallelujah. Because he lives, we can live. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I just got to shout a little bit to Jesus. the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. What a glorious day. And we just thank you that you're here in our midst and that you speak to us. to put my joy in you so that your joy will be full and it'll flow out of you unspeakable powerfully wonderfully it'll bubble up within your spirit and it'll flow out of you like a force to remove stress to set you free hallelujah glory to God you glad for his joy you glad for his joy Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen, amen. Well, you may have your seats. We're going to go to the announcements. And then Signature Worship is going to do a special. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm so excited. Happy Resurrection Day. All right. Okay, so do announcements. Um, 
Tuesday is Air Force Ooh. at 6 p.m. We have ongoing fundraisers, and we are working on some new items. So, and if you also have any suggestions of, you know, things that you would like to see, please let a youth know. Wednesday is Wednesday night refreshing at 6.30. It is so good. We just have to come on out and experience it. I just love being here at VCF in the atmosphere that is prepared here. Also, this Saturday is the youth breakfast, and that is from 9 to 11. So all youth are invited to that. If you know any, it's a good time on Saturdays. We often have Holy Ghost parties. All righty. And then also Pastor Fiona's new book, her self-talk devotional, is available on Amazon, Amazon and in the VCF bookstore. All right. So I don't have a specific fact to share with you today. Instead, I have a scripture and a revelation that I got. So in Psalm 23:5, it talks about how, you know, he anoints your head with oil and your cup overflows. So on Tuesday, while I was here at youth group, um, I got this picture of what the cup should actually look like. Because I don't know about you, but I often just thought of a drinking glass. And that is so not the case. I got this picture of, like, a huge trophy cup, right, like the Stanley Cup. And, like, I looked up different types of trophies. There are trophies for, like, big sporting events that are, like, six feet tall, right? That's the kind of cup that we drink out of, right? It is overflowing with oil and with blessings. And that oil and that cup that overflows, um, so different translations have said different things. But the oil... It says oil of joy and oil of blessings, and that cup represents the new covenant. So I'm so thankful for Jesus who gave us this new covenant that overflows with oil and joy and blessings. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to sing a song for you today. If you know it, you can sing along. Um, I want you to realize something. If Jesus had not raised from the dead everything would have collapsed because he is the word he is the word that's keeping everything up everything that exists he is the word that was spoken that it was spoken into existence jesus is the word of god you if you get a revelation of that it'll make things so much easier for you reading your bible is going to be like drinking chocolate milk whatever your favorite dessert is You know what I'm saying? It's going to taste so good because it's going to show you you're going to look at the Bible based on what God already said. It is working for somebody somewhere. Why couldn't it work for you? Amen? So the Bible describes Jesus in every possible term of victory. So whatever floats your boat, just think victory term. That's who Jesus is. He has never been defeated, and it's never going to happen. Because there's already been a word of victory spoken about it. Hallelujah! God of Jacob, great I am.
your holy name hallelujah hallelujah glory to god well you know the enemy to our technology should know by now when that happens i get ticked off but i don't get ticked off and not worship god i get ticked off and kick some things in gear Amen. amen So it makes us worship God more freestyle, which means we have more of our personal testimony to put into worship, which is how we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The lamb's already shed his blood. It's a witness in heaven. So we add our testimony to it. Woo, it's over. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we're going to do this uh, echo style. Yeah, I'm going to repeat after you. All right. (laughs) You guys ready to do a confession of faith based on God's word? Yes. All right. Let's make our confession. God's kingdom. God's kingdom. Operates on the principle of seed time and harvest. Operates on the principle of seed time and harvest. Seeds are powerful tools. Seeds are powerful tools. That bring increase and produce. That brings increase and produce. Harvest. Harvest, yes. God has empowered us. God has empowered us. To be fruitful and multiply. To be fruitful and multiply. Our God is good to us. Our God is good to us. His blessing causes the earth. His blessing causes the earth. To yield its harvest for us. To yield its harvest for us. We purposely plant our seed. We purposely plant our seed. In good ground. In good ground. And it grows. And it grows. Ripens. Ripens. And we reap its return. And we reap its return. 
We know the condition of our assets. We know the conditions of our assets. And pay pay close attention to our finances. And pay close attention to our finances. So that our family is well taken care of. So that our family is well taken care of. And we are able to help others. And we are able to help others. We work in God's kingdom. We work in God's kingdom. We receive wages. We receive wages. And gather fruit for eternal life. And gather fruit for eternal life. We rejoice when we plant. We rejoice when we plant. And when we reap. And when we reap. Our seeds begin to increase greatly. Our seeds begin to increase greatly. The moment they are planted. The moment they are planted. We reap abundantly. We reap abundantly. Because we sow generously. Because we sow generously. We cheerfully and freely give. We cheerfully and freely give. To God's work and kingdom. To God's work and kingdom. God makes every favor. God makes every favor. An earthly blessing. An earthly blessing. Come to us. Come to us. And we have more than enough. And we have more than enough. To do what God wants. To do what God wants. And give to others. And give to others. We are sowers. We are sowers. And the Lord gives us seed. And the Lord gives us seed. And meets our needs. And meets our needs. According to his glorious riches in Christ. According to his glorious riches in Christ. He multiplies our resources. He multiplies our resources. And increases our righteousness. And increases our righteousness. So we are enriched in every so way. So we are enriched in every way. We walk worthy of the Lord. We walk worthy of the Lord. And please him in all things. And please him in all things. We are fruitful. We are fruitful. Producing abundant harvest. Producing abundant harvest. In every good work. In every good work. And steadily growing in the knowledge of God. And steadily growing in the knowledge of God. Our faith is strong. Our faith is strong. Our insight is clear. Our insight is clear. And our love is strong for God's word. And our love is strong for God's word. At victory, at victory, our vision is our vision is to reach out beyond our walls, to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, with the message of salvation, hope and inheritance, hope and inheritance, to proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word. We activate God's word to go into all the world to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature pre- and preach the gospel to every creature at Victory Christian Fellowship at Victory Christian Fellowship we are we are inheriting God's promises inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits and experiencing their benefits Amen, Amen. Hallelujah Glory to God. I want to read a portion of uh, scripture to you before we dismiss the kids. And uh, we're going to read from Luke 21. You know, if you want a breakthrough miracle, you need a breakthrough seed. Did you know seeds have the ability to break through? They can break through concrete. They can break through dirt. Some of them can even, even break through rock. Amen. A seed is a very powerful thing. And in Luke 21, starting with verse 1, Jesus was by the offering container. And he looking up, he saw the rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. Notice he didn't stop them. Okay? And he saw a poor widow putting in two small copper coins. 
And he said, truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in proportionately more than all of them. For they all put in gifts of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. So he noticed the sacrifice. Amen? How many know that she needed a miracle? If all you have is two copper coins, you need a miracle. So what did she do? She put a seed in. And Jesus didn't stop her, did he? He received it, and he celebrated it. Amen. So God's going to celebrate your giving today too. As you give, you can give anytime during the service. If you make a check, make it out to VCF. Seed planter there, seed planter there. If you're watching online, you can go on our website and you can give that way. And uh, Father, I just speak a blessing over our givers and their gifts, Lord. And we are so grateful and thankful for your goodness and the grace that you bestow upon us. And every good thing that you give us comes from heaven. And we just love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, kids, want you to have, be dismissed to have a, a, a go to your class. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. One of our fine youth is going to help us. He's going to set up an illustration that I have for you today. Glory to God. Our God is a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then bring the cord close too. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate your help. You glad to be here this morning? It's a glorious morning. I want to read to you a poem called The Resurrection. It's by M.S. Lowndes. We hold so close to our hearts the cross where Jesus died. But so much more the bloodstained cross is that Jesus came back to life. The stone's been rolled away. The tomb lay open and bare. They looked for him and then the angel said, he is no longer here. Oh, what joy they must have felt to see him just once more. To eat with him, to drink with him, to receive him back as Lord. So much did he accomplish through his death upon the cross. And in his rising from the dead, he reconciled us back to God. Nothing else could bridge the gap that sin had wrenched apart. Now we can freely go to God and receive Christ in our hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is another one by uh, Cobblestone uh, Road Ministries. It's called The Resurrection of Our Lord. The Resurrection of Our Lord, Jesus won the victory. He conquered sin, hell, and the grave. He conquered all for you and me. Oh, what wondrous love, unmatchless, that our Savior humbly died. There upon cruel Golgotha, he was willingly crucified. For three days, his body lay in the silence of the grave. But on the third day, he arose triumphant over every foe. O victorious, dead unmatchless, or deed unmatchless, 
when our Savior did arise. He is the life and resurrection, our high priest above the skies. All power is his alone. He is crowned in majesty and glory. The risen Christ forever ruling. This is the glorious gospel story. Oh, the sinner is forgiven. Oh, the sinner justified. For the Lord did rise victorious and he gives resurrection life. He is the Lord of earth and heaven and his blood does still atone. He gives life and that eternal authority is his and his alone. Hallelujah. You know, someone asked if you could sum up the resurrection without using words and only uh, punctuation. They say it was God's exclamation point. The, the resurrection is God's exclamation point on God's amen. Hallelujah. Well, today is resurrection day. Amen. And there's so many things that you could talk about about the resurrection you could talk about the empty tomb. You could talk about the proofs that were so, um, you know, if you, if you were a good investigator, you would know for sure that Jesus had risen from the dead. But today my assignment is to talk to you about the power that the resurrection had. You know, there is resurrection power. And, you know, I was looking up the production of electricity. And... uh you know, electricity can be produced in a two-step process. You know, when something's got to move a turbine, which then generates the energy. Okay? And uh, the motion that moves the turbine is called kinetic energy. That's energy in motion. All right? You're going you're gonna to understand why here in just a minute. And... The energy, the kinetic energy is directly proportioned to the speed of the moving body. The faster it moves, the greater energy. Now get this. God moves faster than light. And light is 186,000 miles per second. And God moves faster than, so can you, can you imagine the, fa- the, the fastest moving thing in the universe creates the most energy? It's God Almighty. It's called omnipotence. All powerful. Hallelujah. Alright? So, there are two things called, I'm, I'm by no means an electrician. Uh, a dynamo and a generator. The key part of most electric power plants is the generator. It's a device that turns rotary motion into electricity. Inside the generator, coils of copper wire spin inside a strong magnetic field. As the coils move, the magnetic field creates the flow of alternating current known as AC. I learned something new, amen? Inside the wire and the source of the rotary motion, whether a windmill or turbine or a diesel motor, it doesn't matter. It just has to be strong enough to turn the generator. Whoo! I'll tell you what, God was strong enough to turn the generator. Amen. And a dynamo is a cousin to the generator. It works much in the same way. However, it produces direct current, not alternating current. 
Now, we, we're familiar today with different types of power, aren't we? There is uh, steam power, right? The, the old locomotives, they were fed, they would feed them coal, right? And the steam would, would move the wheels on the track. And then we're familiar with hydroelectric power, right? That's water power, right? Wherever there's a big dam, it harnesses the water, and the, the moving water turns the turbines, which generates the electricity. Of course, we're familiar with wind power, right? Maybe you've been driving and see those big giant turbines, you know, big giant windmills that are capturing the wind. And then we have solar power, right? That's from the sun. And you got to collect the sun on reflectors. Some of you may have solar panels in your house or on your house, right? Then there's geothermal power. You get power from the heat inside the earth, okay? And that heat can uh, generate electricity. There's ocean energy. You know, as the tidal moves, that creates that motion, that creates energy, okay? You got the waves and the tidal energy. And uh, there's biomass, that's plants, right? You can burn wood and and that can generate. Then there's there's, uh, non-renewables, they call it, petroleum, hydrate, hydrocarbon gas, coal, and nuclear, right? But then there's another power that the world doesn't have any understanding about. It's called resurrection power. And today, I want to talk to you about resurrection power. Amen? Resurrection power. I want you to go with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And we're going to see something here. Hallelujah. Starting with verse 1. It says, uh, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh. Now, I want you to pay attention to verse 4. And declared to be the Son of God with power. Everybody say with power. By the, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. So when Jesus rose from the dead, he was declared, heaven declared him to be the Son of God with power. You know, God doesn't do anything without power. And God never has or never will have a power shortage. Never will you see the lights off in heaven. They won't even flicker. Because we, he has the most incredible, renewable source of energy, and that's resurrection power. Amen? And that comes from God. Hallelujah. All right, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians Chapter 1, in order for the resurrection to benefit you, you've got to have faith in the resurrection. You've got to believe. Amen? Now, Jesus told his disciples time and time again, several times over the course of three years. He told them that he was going to raise again on the third day. And when he told them that, they didn't have any understanding of that. They, they understood it when it happened. And they said, oh yeah, now we understand what you were saying. Right? But none of them, none of them had a clue, even though he told them. So, 
you've got to have faith in the resurrection. And 1 Corinthians 15, starting with verse 1. I'm reading to you from the King James. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. How many have received the gospel? See, not only do you have to receive it, but you've got to stand in it. Amen? Once you receive the gospel, you've got to live by the gospel. Right? Okay. Verse 2, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Verse 3, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. I want you to notice God did everything according to the scriptures. Everything that God does, he does according to his word. Not only does God want us to live by his word, he abides by his own word. Do you know what? If any limit is ever put on God, he put it on himself by his word. He will never go against his word. That makes his word so powerful, so incredible, so reliable. Okay? He's never going to go against his word. All right? So let's go down to verse... uh, Let's go down to verse 12. And not only was, you know, he was seen by a lot of people. And, and, and this passage of scripture says he was seen at least by 500 people. You know, 500 people, 500 different people couldn't make up a story. Right? Because you'd have 500 different stories if that were true. Okay? But now go down to verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. If there was no resurrection from the dead, he says, then our preaching would be in vain. Then I'd be up here wasting my time. And I was thinking, I was telling my parents today on the way here, by the way, my parents... Art and Barb Pishka are here. They've been married for 60 years. Hallelujah. They're visiting from Illinois. And uh, they're the reason I'm on this earth. So praise the Lord. So I've been, this is my 20th resurrection service that I've had the privilege of being a pastor over. And, you know, you're saying the same thing for 20 years. You're just saying it in a different way. Right? And, uh, but if Jesus never rose from the dead, then preaching would be useless. It'd be in vain. We'd be wasting our time. But how many know he did raise from the dead? So it is worth being here today. Being part of a church and being uh, a faithful member of a church, that's important to God. Okay? And then, then at the end of verse 14, he said, and your faith would be in vain. If he didn't rise, our faith would have no basis. 
How many want to walk across a bridge that has no basis? And you got a hundred foot fall. I don't want to walk on that. See, you know, your faith has a basis. It's called the word of God. If you want your faith to operate, it's got to be according to the book. You can't, you can't have, I mean, you can have faith in your own opinion, but it's not going to do anything. I mean, you, you could put a corn cob in your, in your fuel tank to see if your car will go, but I don't think it's going to go too far, right? Your car is required to run on something. Amen? It doesn't run on Kool-Aid. It runs on gasoline. Amen? Or if you have an electric car, it runs on power, right? Some sort of power anyway. Okay? Verse 15. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God. If he had not risen from the dead, we'd all be false witnesses. Or the apostles would be false witnesses. Because they were the first ones to say something about it. Actually, the women were. Amen? Thank God for the women who followed Jesus. Glory to God. They had the privilege of giving the first message that Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. What were the men doing? Having breakfast, sleeping in? I don't know. The women were at the tomb. What were the guys doing? I'm just kidding. Amen. <laughs> Compartmentalizing. Yeah, we love to compartmentalize. It's fun. Hallelujah. We were false witnesses because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so be that the dead rise not. If the dead, verse 16, if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised? And if Christ is not raised, your faith is vain, you are in your sins. That means we, if Christ didn't rise, we'd be all going to hell. Because our faith would have no basis. But how many know, say, I have faith in the resurrection. Do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? Yeah, he did. It's a fact. Someone said, well, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe Jesus existed. And, and the guy he was talking to said, uh, what year is this? He said, 2022. He said, from what? What changed the calendar? B.C. to A.D., right? That just proves that he existed. Amen. You can notice on your calendar. There was a certain point, it was lower, but then it it changed, amen? Okay, hallelujah. Now let's go to um, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to get into the power of the resurrection. Resurrection power. It's not just something that is solely available to Jesus. It is available to every single believer. You can operate in, listen, you don't need a plug. You don't need a panel. You don't need a switch. All you need is faith. Amen. And it's available to you. Anytime that you need it, any place you are, anywhere. Doesn't matter. Resurrection power knows no bounds, no limits. It doesn't need wiring. Hallelujah. It operates on Wi-Fi. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Ephesians, now I'm going to read this one from the Amplified. Because the Amplified, why? It's louder. <laughs> Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, starting with verse 15. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. Have people heard, what would people say if they heard of your faith of the Lord Jesus? Would they speak well of it? How would they speak if someone heard of your faith? Just a thought. I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people. How many know we have to have love for people? Amen. Verse 16, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. 17, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that gives you a deep, personal, and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. How many know we need deep, personal insight into who Jesus is? For we know the Father through the Spirit, verse 18, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. There's a flood here today called a flood of light by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And uh, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance. Now, 19 and 20 are the verses that I want you to focus on. Okay? Verse 19, and so that you will begin to know what is the number one, immeasurable. Number two, the unlimited. Number three, the surpassing greatness of his power is in us who believe. How many believers? This power is in you. Because you believe, you have access. This power is in you. Right now, right here. Okay? These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Okay? And seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, here's another level, far above. No, nothing else can, no, solar, nuclear, wind can't touch this power. This power is far above. It's far above every name that is named. Above every title that can be conferred. Not only in this age, but in the world also to come. And he put all things... In every realm, in subjection, under Christ's feet. Who are the feet of Christ? We are the body. That means us. My goodness. And appointed him, that's Christ, as the supreme and authoritative head over all things in the church. So Jesus is the head of the church. You know, if you're the head of something, you really like it. Jesus loved the church so much, he paid for it with his blood. Actually, there wasn't a church until he came, amen? Which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills and completes all things, all right? So there's levels of resurrection power. Number one, it's immeasurable, 
Okay? You can't measure it. It's endless. It's infinite. It's limitless. It's incalculable. You can't come up with some formula on how powerful the power of God is. It's immeasurable. There's not a tape measure long enough to measure it. Okay? It's immeasurable. It's it's over and beyond. It surpasses. It excels. It transcends. Hallelujah. Resurrection power. There, it was, there was God in heaven connected with the body on earth and he generated some power and brought that dead body to life. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, God doesn't have any turbines, but something was turning. Amen? Yeah, his words were turning. So this word, immeasurable, it's beyond, it's above. All right, then his power is unlimited. Okay? Unlimited. It's unrestricted, and it's not bound by exceptions. Say, God's power is unlimited. It can work in the desert. It can work in the jungle. It can work on the farm. It can work in the city. It's, it, there's no limit to it. There's no restriction to it. How much power do you want to have? That's up to you. I mean, Joshua, before he ever knew that there was a resurrection, told the sun to stop so that he could finish a battle. God told him to shout, and, and, and the, a shout made walls fall. Amen? Amen? Whatever you need the power to do, you can use the power to do it. Whatever God had, God told Joshua, win the battle. And the night was falling. He said, look, the sun's got to stop so I can finish this battle. I want to defeat my enemy. Amen? How many want to defeat your enemy? Don't, don't give him time or space to recover. Keep the pressure on until he's gone. Okay? Another facet of God's power, it's surpassing greatness. It's surpassing greatness. This is, it's greatly exceeding others, very, a very high degree. Whoo! Surpassing greatness means it's bigger in size, more competent in skill, greater in achievement. It's a power, a distinction, an excellence, perfection. Hallelujah! And you know, it doesn't take, God's power can show up just like that. Right? I mean, you don't have to wait for the water to boil. All you got to say is the name of Jesus and the power is right there available. You don't have to wait for the little bubbles, you know, in the water to form. Hallelujah. God's power is the superiority power of all the universe. There's not a power in the universe. There's not a, there's not a mineral greater than God. There's not a power, an energy source greater than God. Amen? So resurrection power. Then the next level of his power is mighty strength. Okay? Mighty strength. That means it's powerful, it's great, or it's opposing in size and extent. 
Do you realize right now God's power can touch every continent at the minute and not even diminish his supply? People don't have to be frantic about how we're going to handle this. And how can we handle this power? Well, God, the Holy Ghost is his transformer. He converts God's divine power so that we can handle it. Amen. Hallelujah. His transformer is invisible. Glory to God. So mighty strength. It's potent, powerful, strong. He's almighty. Can you be, can you be more mighty than almighty? Would you agree that God, God holds the market on might? Okay. Mighty strength means he has the capacity for exertion and endurance. An inherent asset, it's a force, it's a firmness. Amen? It's an energy. Resurrection power is the most reliable, sustainable, renewable energy in the universe. It has never, it will never run dry. It will never not have enough force to do what it needs to do. There'll never be a lack of force of God's power to heal a body or to save a soul, amen, or to deliver you from danger or to defeat an enemy or to provide something for you. My goodness, two to three million people were in the wilderness and for three days they were without water and God said, strike a rock. Out came the water, not only to feed the people, but the cattle and the donkeys and the sheep and the goats. You know how much water a cow drinks? 50 gallons a day. That's a lot of water. But one, one, one rock. God's power hit that rock. And water, water gushed out of that place to take care of two to three million people's thirst and all their animals. They didn't have to ration water. In the wilderness, in the desert. It came from a rock. Who was that rock? That rock was Christ. The New Testament says that rock was Christ. That's resurrection power. God put it in Christ for you and I. And with, oh my goodness. Okay, God put his power in Christ. When we put our faith in Christ, we access the power. God put the power in Christ, we put our faith in Christ, and the power comes to us. All right? It was produced in Christ when he was raised. I mean, when some people went to the tomb, there was an earthquake. God was doing some fracking. Right? He was fracking. And the tomb was cracking. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine the energy that was exerted? You know, the Bible talks about when Christ was rose from the dead, it was God's arm. Not just his hand, but his arm. So it was produced in Christ when when he was raised from the dead. It propelled him to a heavenly seat next to the Father. Not only did it rise him from the dead, it shot him up. 
like Old Faithful of Yellowstone National Park. It's a geyser, right? I don't know how high that geyser shoots. But not only, it was, it was more than enough power to activate the dead body and to raise him up to the, into heaven. Did, did, when, when Jesus ascended, did he have to buy a plane ticket? No. There was enough power just to go up. Amen? When Jesus rose from the dead, did he have to open a door? No, he walked through it. I mean, you, you talk about the power that was in him. And then finally, this level of power amplified says it's far above. Everybody say far above. You know, God is so far above that no one else is going to catch him. The devil is not even in the race. <laughs> the devil's defeated. Okay, so far above all rule, all authority, all power, solar, wind, geothermal, it's above all power, all political power, all military power. Hallelujah. He's above all power. He's the highest power. All power comes from him. I mean, we see a nuclear explosion and and God says, oh, that's nothing. Why? His, his, his power is so far above. Okay? It's above dominion. And it's above uh, every name. God's power is above cancer. God's power is above diabetes. God's power is above arthritis. God's power is above heart disease. Amen? Why? That has a name. Anything that has a name, there's a name that's higher, and that's the name of Jesus. His power is far above. Didn't say it was slightly above. Said far above. Okay? And then all things are subjected under Christ's feet. Okay? And then uh, he talked about this power working. You know, power works. Right now, in this building, there is a power that's working. This building is wired for power. And the power is coming to this building via lines, right? We have power lines. We pay a, a power bill. We pay money for them to generate power. God charges you for free. God generates power for free. We have to pay man to, to do it. <laughs> Amen? And so this, and so since this building is wired and it has a power source, all you gotta do is flip on a switch. Right? And uh, some things don't want to cooperate. But they need to cooperate in the name of Jesus. So, God's power works. Okay? It's working in us. You know, the Apostle Paul, who wrote this by the Holy Spirit, he, he often testified how the power was working in him to be an apostle, to preach the gospel. How many of you say, I got a power working in me? Woo! Glory to God. So, when the power is working means there's action, there's productive work, there's activity. Right? When you drop some milk seltzer in the water, there's some activity. Am I right? It starts to fizz. If you don't have alka seltzer, just do baking soda and vinegar. There's some activity that happens. Right? We were coloring eggs yesterday. There was some activity happening. 
Liquid became color because of the activity that was taking place. That means it's working. God's power working, that means it's, it's power in action. Did you know that faith is an action word? And there's power in action. Think about that. Okay? God's energy transitions the believer from point to point in his plan. God's power is an ever energetic force of energy that continues to work mightily just as it did to raise Christ from the dead. And it's only measurable is the immeasurable might of God's divine nature. That's the only way you can measure it. Amen? So, his power is working today. His power is working right now. It's available. And the only way that you tap into it is you believe what he said about whatever it is. Right? If he said you're healed, you believe it, and healing power begins to work in your body. Amen? So, uh, God's power is amazing. It's, it's, you know, I was thinking about some people who benefited from the power. And here's the thing about God's power. The resurrection power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, is the same power that gets a person born again. I'm going to say that one more time. The same power, everybody say the same. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that converts a sinner to a saint. The same power. It's the same resurrection power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, Barnes, he's a commentator. He said there is power exerted in conversion and power exerted in keeping. Not only does God have power to convert you, he has power to keep you. He has power to sustain you. How many years did the Israelites live in the wilderness? Forty. That's a generation. Right? Did they lack food? Did they lack water? Did they lack clothing? Were they taken care of? How did that happen? It was God's power. Now, if God can do that to a people in the wilderness under the old covenant, what can he do to a people under a new and better covenant? It includes the old, but we got something so much better. And we're worried about doing this or doing that or taking care of this or taking care of that. We got a big God. It's time that we have faith in God. Amen? Say, my God provides. Say, my God heals. My God saves. My God delivers. My God rescues. My God creates. He's my God. He does that for me. Hallelujah. It's true. Glory to God. So the same amount of energy that raised Christ from the dead... Raise a sinner from spiritual death. Amen? You know, I think about the prodigal son. You couldn't get much lower than sitting in a pig pen wanting to eat what pigs eat. 
But you know what? That wasn't God's will for him. If you find yourself in a pig pen, get up and go home. Amen? Why? There's a resurrection power that can convert the pig pen to the palace. Joseph went from prison to being a prime minister. How'd that happen? Power of God. Amen? Okay. Um, how about Mary Magdalene? She had seven devils in her until she met Jesus. And Luke 8 said that she supported him out of her own means. Who was the first one at the tomb? The one who had seven devils cast out of her. Mary Magdalene. That's the one whom the angel said, go tell my brothers that I've risen. Amen. She followed Jesus closely. Once she got delivered from that mess and that junk by the power of God, she followed Jesus. The power of God kept her and she followed Jesus to the end. She was at the cross. She was at the tomb when they put the body in. She was at the tomb when it was empty. Hallelujah. And so many people take the power of God and do nothing with it. Don't mean to be so rough. That was just. How about the man from Gadara? He didn't have eight. He had a legion. He lived among the tombs. He cut his skin. He broke chains and he didn't wear clothes. You know, if you, if you got devil in you, he'll mess you up. Until Jesus came along. And do you know, where did the man from Gadara get clothes? Jesus brought it with him. He said, I, I got to go over here. Right? And that man who was possessed, he was filled with devils. He came and he worshipped Jesus. He tapped into that power. And that power got set free. He got set free from all those devils and those demons and those evil spirits and that junk and that mess. And he was in his right mind and clothed. Now the devils wanted to hang around the area, so they chose to go into the pigs. You know, devils aren't in hell yet. Hell is their final resting place. They're not in hell yet. Amen? But they're going to be in hell when Jesus comes back again. Now, some of them are chained under the earth. I'm not going to get into all that. But devils are not in hell yet. So when someone says, you know, that's a, a lie out of hell, well, hell's, they're not in there yet. Satan doesn't come, come out of hell and go back into hell and do his stuff. He's not there yet. Because once he's in hell, he can't get out. Anyway. So the man from Gadara, he wanted to go with Jesus. He experienced the power of God. But Jesus said, no, I want you to go tell your story. So he went and told his story. Do you realize, when Je if you read the Bible in Mark, Mark 5, he went back there. And that's when Jairus met him. Do you think Jairus heard the story of how the, the man from Gadara got set free? Yeah, because he went to Decapolis. It was an area of 10 cities. Everybody heard that story. Why do you think Jairus came out to meet Jesus on the shore and said, my daughter is dead near death. Why don't you come and lay your hands on her? He heard the story. He heard about the power. Amen. And I could list a whole, whole bunch more. Hallelujah. So 
God's power, it's useful. Amen? It's practical. He doesn't give you a bill for it. You won't get a bill from heaven's power plant. Saying this is how, you know, how many kilowatts you used of spiritual energy. <laughs> it's absolutely free to anyone who believes. Okay? God's power has the power to save. First Peter chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. God's power is available to raise one from spiritual death. Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. It's the power of God unto salvation. First thing that God's power wants to do in your life is save you. What does it save you from? It saves you from hell. It saves you from the destruction of sin. It saves you. Hallelujah. God's power will enable you to serve. Ephesians 3, 7, Paul says, I became a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. How many know that God likes people to serve and he gives us power to serve? Amen? God gives you strength when you're weak. He gives you strength when you're weak. Ephesians six ten. God's resurrection power gives believers the strength they need to do God's work. Finally, Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and what? In the power of his might. How many are strong in the power? Yeah, we might be strong in the word, but we got to be strong in the power too. We got to be strong in both. Amen? We got to be strong in the word and strong in the spirit. We got to be strong... Be strong in the Lord, which is the word, and be strong in the power, which is his spirit and his resurrection power. Amen. Say, I'm strong in the word and I'm strong in power. Yeah. I mean, after all, the power is residing in you. Let's put it to work. Amen. God's power has the ability to transform. Well, you know, if you're going to if you're going to operate with power, you got to have a transformer. Right? Listen to this. God's resurrection power enables every believer to transform into something great. Say, say, I'm becoming something great. Yeah. Only God's power can make something beautiful out of ashes. Philippians 3.21 who by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body. Jesus got the first glorified body when he rose from the dead because he is the firstborn from the dead. And when he comes back, we are going to get a glorified body too and we are going to be transformed in the twinkling of an eye. This corruption is going to put on incorruption and we're going to be just like him. We'll get to travel like him. We'll get to walk through walls like him and you can still eat without gaining calories. Hallelujah. When Jesus was rose from the dead, he ate food. And he didn't worry about the calories. Why? you got a glorified body. My glorified body is going to take care of those calories. I can eat all the punch keys that I can handle, amen? Hallelujah. 
Oh, we had some of those this week, man. They were good. Mm, my goodness. And then God's power gives you power to labor effectively. You know, God wants his people to work. You don't work for, for faith. You work because of your faith. Amen? Salvation is not by work, but once you're saved, there's some work for you to do. And you do it with God's power. God's resurrection power energizes believers to labor effectively for God. Colossians 1.29 To this end, I also labor, striving with all his energy, working powerfully within me. How did Paul go from place to place to preach the gospel, face the opposition, plant churches? He did it with the power of God. Amen? I am not up here by myself. I am up here today with the power of God. Hallelujah. And then finally, God's power always glorifies God. God's resurrection power enables every believer to glorify God in all things in Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 4.11 If anyone speaks, he should speak as one conveying the words of God. If anyone serves, he should serve with the strength God provides. So that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So finally, the last thing that I want you to learn about God's resurrection power is that just as Jesus was raised, we are raised too. A raise for a raise. Now, I'm sure that some of you are wondering, why is this lamp sitting here? Like, what are you doing, Pastor? I'm so glad that you asked this question. See, the lamp as it is right now, it represents Jesus' dead body in the tomb. Lifeless. Joseph of Arimathea took the body down from the cross, wrapped it in cloths, and put it in his tomb. Jesus didn't have to buy a tomb because he was only going to be there for three days. Why buy it when you're only going to, you know, know, just be there for a short time? So there was his lifeless body laid in the tomb, disconnected from the power. It had no life in it. But something was generating in heaven. The tur- I'm going to just say it this way. The turbines in heaven were turning. And there was a force that was being distributed to the lifeless body of Jesus. Now, you've got to understand, when the power of God came into that, into that tomb, he had to give life to the body. He had to produce blood. He had to generate the heartbeat. He had to generate brain waves. He had to put life back, breath into that body. He had to resuscitate and revive that body. But that power was able to handle it. But see, this lamp on its own, it has no power. It can't generate power in itself. It's got to be connected to a power source. And the power source for this lamp is electricity. And once it's connected to electricity, 
the power comes on. And as long as it's connected to the power, the light will stay on because the switch is on. But as long as it's connected to the power source, it will have the power that it needs to do what it needs to do to shine. I'm telling you, God went into that tomb and he lit the lights. Hallelujah. He lit that place up. I mean, the angels looked like they were wearing electricity. They showed up because you got to be connected to the power source. This will not function. This will not operate being disconnected from the power source. And we got too many believers who have disconnected themselves from the power source. And they're one, they're, they're fiddling with their life. They're trying to change the bulb and it's not working because they're not connected to the power source. But once you're connected to the power source, there is energy flowing into this lamp. Why? Hallelujah. Cause it's connected to the power source. All you had to do was plug in. You plug into the power source by your faith. Hallelujah. And this is what you, you are a light. You are meant to shine. You are not meant to put, put a cover over you or a bushel over you. We're put on a hill for Palmyra for a reason. We gotta shine the people in Palmyra. Do you realize when Jesus rose from the dead, he never went and visited the tomb again? Jesus never made a museum out of the tomb. We're going we're gonna to have a church fundraiser and we're going to have a museum out of the tomb. But so many people want to go back to their dead things. That's why the angel said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Too many people are looking for, to dead things to try to find life. You're not going to find it. Now, let me just prove to you that Jesus' resurrection also applies to us, according to the word. Amen? 1 Corinthians 6.14 By his power, God raised the, Lord's, the Lord to life, who will also raise us up. Everybody say also. That means... If Jesus gets a raise, you get a raise. If Jesus goes up, you go up. Jesus is never going to go down. He, he went down once, and he's never going to go down again. He descended so that he could ascend. But that was all part of the payment. He had to, he had to make payment for us. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, starting with verse 3. I'm almost done. I'm going to get you out early today. Or are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Listen, verse 4. We have therefore been buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory and power of the Father, we too might walk habitually in newness of life. Abandoning the old way. Some of us got to abandon some old ways. You, 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 you've turned your tomb into a museum. And you worship the tomb. Do you realize that one of the kings had to break the bronze serpent on a pole because Israel was worshiping it as an idol? It's true. He had to break it because they made it into an idol. 
Okay? Verse 5, we have become one with him. All right? In the likeness of his death, we will also certainly be one with him in the likeness of his resurrection. Okay? Romans 8, 11. I'm almost done. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. Through the spirit who lives in you. Everybody say the same spirit. If the same spirit lives in you. How does he live in you? When you accepted Jesus, he moved in. All right. Galatians 3.1. Galatians 3.1, therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above. I'm sorry, that's Colossians. I said Galatians. Sorry, it's Colossians 3.1. Keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. If we couldn't. Seek those things that are above, we wouldn't be raised with him, but because we are raised with him, we can seek those things that are higher. Amen? All right, Philippians 3.10. This, so that I may know, and this, so that I may know him, experientially becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely, And the same way experience the power of his resurrection. Can we experience the power of his resurrection? According to Paul, by the Holy Spirit, we can. Which overflows and is active in believers. I'm I'm telling you, you got some yeast in you that makes bread rise. Glory to God. You You got some power in you that makes planes fly. Come on. You got power in you that's greater than dynamite. Because after all, his power is dunamis. Alright? So, that I may know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. See, if you know the resurrection, sufferings are no problem. How long was the cross compared to the resurrection? The cross was one moment in time, but the resurrection is still happening. Jesus is still walking in the resurrection. The cross was one moment, but compare that to the resurrection, which is still going. It's not, the resurrection was not just one moment. Jesus rose from the dead and he's still alive today. He's not going to die ever again. And because he did what he did, he took the sting out of death for us. Death has no sting. Yeah, there's sorrow and grief because you're a missing person. But you're you're not you're not uh, you're not not active. You're just in a different location. When someone dies, especially a believer, they they're in heaven, and you're going to see him again if you if you keep following Jesus. All right, last scripture. I already already mentioned it, but Ephesians 6.10. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Through your union with him, 
your union with him. Amen. So we got some resurrection power. God has lit my light. My light has been lit. Forty years ago, my light was lit. I was spiritually dead. I was dead in my sins. I was in the tomb encapsulated by captivity. I couldn't get out. I couldn't buy my way out. I couldn't work my way out. I couldn't think my way out. I needed someone to come into that tomb to where I was and save me and pull me out. And Jesus came in and he turned my light on and my light on has been ever shining. Hallelujah. My light is lit because I'm connected to the power source and I'm not going to get disconnected from the power source. And we have resurrection power. It is available to us. It is something that we can use. It is something that we can operate in. It is something that we can function. It's there to help you in whatever you need help with. Resurrection power. Glory to God. That's all I have to say about that. Now, maybe you came in here today with some needs in your life. And all you got to do is just like this light. There's a power source here. And you just simply plug into it. And that power source is already, it's active. It's ready. It's available. And you just got to plug into it. And you plug into it with faith. Amen? You need healing in your body? Come and believe for healing. Right now. Amen? Come and be the healed. Take off your sick coat and put on your healing coat. Amen? Why? We have access to... If God can raise a body from the dead, don't you think he can heal something that's broken? Amen? I mean, if he could resuscitate Jesus who was dead for three days... Lazarus was dead for four days. Elijah's bones, a guy fell on his, Elijah hadn't been there for a long time, and and the guy fell on the bones and he came back to life. Why? He had some power residing in his bones. So maybe you have a need in your life. I don't care if it's financial, physical, emotional, mental, social. It doesn't matter. God, God's power is more than enough to handle it. He's more than enough to take care of it. God made the power available for you right now for such a time as this. So if you're here today and you would like prayer for whatever you need power for, God's power is here. He loves you. He cares about you. He went the distance for you. If you need, if you need prayer, come up right now. If you, if you want prayer, if you'd like prayer, come up right now in the name of Jesus. But I want you to come up expecting to receive. Amen? You can come up expecting, you can have a seat right there too. That's fine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can have a seat right here. A front row seat. Welcome to the power show. Hallelujah. Are you ready to receive the power this morning? Glory to God. No longer bound by sin and darkness. Living in the light of your goodness. You have given us freedom. You have given us freedom. You have given us freedom. Oh, freedom, you have given us freedom, 
You have given us freedom. Hallelujah. Freedom. You have given us freedom. You have given us freedom. Oh, freedom. You have given us freedom. You have given us freedom. Hallelujah. Now I have resurrection power. Living on the inside, Jesus. Living on the inside. Oh. I'm no bound by sin and darkness. Living in the light of your goodness. Oh, resurrection power, Praise the Lord. If you can, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Yes. If, you, if you don't want to stand, you can remain seated. That's okay. 